0: minasan konnichiwa hello everyone welcome to the anime tea the anime podcast that rants and raves over the best worst and everything in between in anime and animation hosted by your otaku friend phoenix so grab your tea and let's get into the show So, hey guys, welcome to the Anime Tea. Um, this week I'm super excited because we have a guest, the very first guest of the Anime Tea, so you're the first guest. Um, it's Lee from Juso Graphics. Hi, Lee. How are you doing? Go ahead. Hi, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm good. Life is great. How are you? Young? I'm good. I'm good. Um, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for coming on. <laughs> um, as I told you before, I'm super awkward, so this is going to be a fun, awkward conversation. <laughs> Hey, I'm with it! <laughs> um, okay, so let's get into it. So, tell us a bit about yourself. Snap, yeah, okay. <laughs> Just to, like in general, don't go to whatever feels comfortable.
1: Hi, sweet, sup? I'm Lee, I'm a nerd. I like anime and martial arts and cartoons and stuff. Um, let's see, the greatest anime of all time is Heaven's Lost Property. Megalobox is an underrated
0: gem. I have him in my corner. <laughs> I'm a,
1: and I Thank you, you. People was all hyped about Attack on Titan season two, mm-hmm. not understanding that the greatest boxing anime of all time dropped last
0: year. But I'm I'm a, um uh, for people on the podcast, I'm in my room and I have a giant poster of Megalobox Box on my wall. But I'm a kind of a fake fan because I haven't seen it yet. I got it. <laughs> I got it at LA, I got it at uh, um, Anime Expo, and then I was like, oh, I need to see this, and I, I had put it up on my wall and everything, and then I was like, oh, crap, I haven't seen it yet. So it's like, literally on my list to watch. It's the next thing I have to watch, but I've not, heard nothing but good things about it.
1: Yo, the show is, the craziest thing is, I found Megalobox, because I was in Guatemala, and oh, they wow. had this thing of anime, and the thing just looked cool, and it had boxing and it had, like, robot arms and stuff, so I yeah. bought it, and I played it in Spanish, but it was, like, it was dubbed in Spanish with a Japanese dub, so I had to listen in Spanish wow. and like, translate it to English in my brain while also listening in Japanese.
0: Wow. That's yeah. dope.
1: And after that, I found the English version and just watched that. And it might be dubbed now because it's been out for a while.
0: Yeah I've, yeah, I've seen it. I know it's playing on Crunchyroll, I just have to go watch it. <laughs> it is dubbed go in English. For so that's Good. it. When did you first get into like anime, cartoons, nerdy stuff like that?
1: all right well my father's a huge nerd i learned how to read by reading spider-man comics from the 60s so like
0: I, awesome. I was a
1: comic nerd for a long time and then it wasn't until i was like in middle school this kid came up to me and he was like you ever see this show called heaven's lost property and i was like nope he was like you seen naruto and i was like "Yes." Yeah, so you know what anime is and was like yes he says watch heaven's lost property so mm-hmm. i went back home and I just closed my door and I ran into the closet to go watch this show on my iPad, and that was the funniest thing I have ever seen in my entire life. And there was action. Maybe, maybe I should watch this anime thing. And from there, I went to Fairy Tale. And I watched just a string of etchies for like two years straight and eventually.
0: <laughs> That's how you get your start, man. You just start watching anime and then they just watch a bunch of ecchi. <laughs> hey, hey, 12-year-old boy,
1: that was life. <laughs>
0: I know. You're like, oh, okay. Well, this said anime I never did. It's it's like, like, they don't show this on
1: Cartoon Network. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So what is Heaven's Lost Property? I actually don't know that anime.
1: Heaven's Lost Property is a show If and I, uh, before I got into Adam I was really into Greek mythology because of Percy Jackson and mm-hmm. Heaven's Lost Property basically mm-hmm. is this show about this boy who sees this girl literally fall from the sky and when she crashes he runs over and she's a literal angel and oh, she will grant cool. literally like all she has mm-hmm. these cards that can grant wishes so the first day he's a huge purse he just has her like granting all these crazy wishes <laughs> and stuff and then he eventually comes to like have this, like, weird parental relationship with the robot, because it's, like, a really innocent robot angel Mm -hmm. person, Mm -hmm. and so, um, he starts teaching the robot, like, how to be a human and stuff. There's a show called Chobits, it's, like, Chobits, but with better action
0: scenes. That's what I, when you're explaining it, I'm like, it sounds kind of like Chobits, but with actual action scenes, Chobits is more, like, romance and stuff. Cool. Exactly. I
1: stopped watching Chobits, because it made me a little emotional on, like, seven episodes. (laughs) You're like,
0: I got too emotional, I gotta stop. (laughs) Same for I cried watching Clinette and I skipped to the last episode. Oh, I love Clannad. yes. I, I cry. Yeah. I cried so much. Uh, I know, it's just like the time when in your youth where you're like watching anime and you're finding anime, and it's like you go from Naruto to Chobits to like Echi to like. It's like such a weird. A yeah, weird job. But
1: yeah, I never watched Naruto when I was younger because I was like six
0: when tsunami was on, and I never had cable. Dang, you were six. So- oh, okay. I'm old. <laughs> well, I'm not that old. I'm just. If you were six, I was a al- I was eleven or ten when Naruto okay. came out. So we're only a few years apart. Okay. <laughs> Continue.
1: Yeah. Your generation was the older siblings that were introducing me to shows. Yep. Which is dope.
0: <laughs> cool. <laughs> for the big brothers and sisters. Yeah.
1: Uh, All of y'all have been big brothers and sisters to me as I've become, whereas I'm starting to grow and have these experiences and, like, go to cons and stuff. So I thank y'all for, like, being y'all and oh,
0: being there. Thanks. And we thank you for being you because we're about to go into your business, oh. which you <laughs> <laughs> Which is so amazing because you've done so much, and like, when I f- from when I first started following you to like now, it's just like growth, just growth and growth. <laughs> um, so when did you start Juaso Graphics? All right, Juaso Graphics. Juaso. Oh my god! And you told me how to say it, and I still messed it up. I am so sorry. <laughs> Correct me. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's this, this all good. It's all good. Um Juaso wow. is a place in Ghana. It's my African last name. So like, oh, when I had to pick a name for like that website, I chose that because it's like a piece of me yeah. that goes into the thing. Um, but yeah, Juaso Graphics started in like June of last year, I think. And at first, it was like every because what every artist does, especially black artists, mm-hmm. especially black anime artists. But mm-hmm. like, you know what? I make pretty good stuff. I have a solid following on Instagram. I'm gonna make a website for my merch and then they make a website for their merch mm-hmm. And it doesn't do that. Well, yeah, and they're like well, I'm losing money So we're gonna bow out so I figured Instead of just having my work on the site I should have my work and the work of other artists and some stuff. That's not really artwork but like graphic designs like different mm-hmm. t-shirts and stuff But then from that we were able to like cultivate an audience and cultivate a level of reputation and trust yeah. where I could reach out to other artists and be like hey come to my site and i will give you 60 percent profit so you can't say that i'm stealing your money
0: <laughs> <laughs> which is great <laughs> yeah. you're like i'm not stealing money we're collabing you get money
1: that's that's, that's where the whole six, it came from me being broke and knowing other artists wasn't going to come unless i gave them a crazy offer and now here we
0: are yeah
1: um and, yeah and it's it's gotten to this point where like we're just out here. We gave away $5,000 this year,
0: y'all. Wow. <laughs> yeah. To the artists. Right? $5,000 to, to artists. Directly wow. to
1: artists. We gave like $200 to cosplayers. We gave out probably five mm-hmm. to $600 worth of free clothes to cosplayers. Because effectively, mm-hmm. our community is like in such a self sustainable place where we have like podcasts and cosplayers and artists and we also have models and then we have like personalities mm-hmm. like Fantastic Frankie. Mm-hmm. That. We don't really need anybody outside of us to make ourselves blow up in our own culture.
0: That's deep. That's a message. (laughs) I (laughs) love it. That's awesome. (laughs) So you still have like the sixty. You still give sixty percent of um, like commission to the artists you collaborate with, uh, even now. So is that something you think you're going to continue on doing? Is that really important to your company and your brand?
1: Majority. Profits is extremely uh, important to my, to me and my company and my brand, um, because I think artists get shortchanged a lot. So even mm-hmm. though if I might not be able to make the maximum that I can make, mm-hmm. if I can make the maximum imp- um, impact that mm-hmm. I can, then I'll continue to try to do that. Uh, but it probably won't remain 60%. Like next year, it might go down to 55 or like 51, mm-hmm. just because there's investments that I like to mm-hmm. make with, like embroidery or like different deals that I want to be able to make and in order to make these deals you need bread and if most <laughs> of that bread is being given away then I can't make these investments. Yeah. Bigger things happen in the future.
0: Yeah that makes sense because you still want to like grow your website you want to grow your stuff so you need money to do that but it's still great that you still give so much back to like the artists and um, the people you collaborate with it's just awesome um, actually exactly.
1: gonna... yeah go ahead <laughs> <laughs> no, it's no problem. <laughs> exactly, and I'm trying to. And So now what this next phase is, is once a month, mm-hmm. we're going to allow the people to decide which artist gets commissioned and what that artist gets commissioned to draw. So be it someone like Fluffy Fly Kid or Crumbs Art or Tokyo mm-hmm. McFly or Brooklyn Tango, we're going to have legit... The people that have allowed us to become who we become, we're going to allow their money to speak for them so that the, project, the product that they want mm-hmm. gets made. Mm-hmm. Be it anything from like... We're working on this project right now where we're getting heat transfer on denim jackets. You <laughs> can have like a picture of any character you want on the back of a denim jacket, That's as opposed dope. to like a regular behind t-shirt.
0: Yeah, it's mm. it, it's going to become more like commissioned. Are you gonna, Are you going towards more commissions and like creating stuff like that for people?
1: The option for commissioned stuff, yes. I think there's more opportunity for um expression when you start opening up custom orders. Because anybody can get a t-shirt made online. Mm-hmm. That's what red Rube is for. But if you want, like, a kimono with a character's face on it, mm-hmm. that's when you're giving the people something special.
0: Yeah. It's personally designed by you and an artist that you collaborate with. Exactly. That sounds like a great idea. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I love it. Um, Thanks. I was going to say earlier, sorry, I was... <laughs> My awkwardness gets in the way. When I'm wearing the shirt, my Bakugo shirt. Oh, <laughs> that, yo. I'm, I always I wear do. this shirt all the time. <laughs> so for people on the podcast, I have um, a Bakugo shirt that I got from USO Gra- Graphics um, with a black Bakugo, and it's my favorite. I actually wore it at Anime Expo, and it was so awesome because I saw a, a Bakugo, like a person cosplaying Bakugo, and took a picture with them. I was freaking out. <laughs> I'm God, so happy the <laughs> in the
1: world to see. This is why we make these things this I know. why so we don't eat for a month oh, So no. we can do things like this Have you feeling like a real college student Out here providing for the culture
0: I thank you, you make this worth it yo. That's hilarious <laughs> Well, I hope you're eating, you better be eating But <laughs> I'm vegan. I don't eat <laughs> Oh my goodness I'm not promoting not eating on this podcast Oh <laughs> um, awesome um so who are some of your favorite artists that you've collaborated with so far
1: oh okay (laughs) number one would be grandmaster quill there was this really dope design it was one of the first designs we had that blew up that i didn't make and it was this design called the prayer hands or the um Mm -hmm. the hand sign shirt so i had like these naruto signs Mm -hmm. on the different parts of the shirt and then on the top it said pray on the bottom it said action and then the title of it was prayer by action and there's my favorite scripture of all time is like faith without works is dead and that's the part where a lot of like religious people screw up with is that they think that they pray enough they'll get something but they might not put the work in to get that thing in their life and then they'll be Mm -hmm. like hey god you screwed me over where my stuff at (laughs) and so not only did that infuse all of those elements at the same time but also having a dope design but it it made enough bread to put us in position where I to start going to artists and
0: paying them to let us put their stuff on the site and that's when we started seeing a lot of growth wow wisdom from the youth oh my god <laughs> oh you make me want to get my stuff together <laughs> gotta do more um so that's great so him was there anything anyone else any other artists that you just loved working with or you want to work with again oh yeah
1: there's there's a lot there was um <laughs> All right, so there was Grandmaster Cole, which was freaking amazing. Mm. There was Jesus Sandoval or Jesus Sandoval. Oh, I don't know.
0: Jesus Sandoval, no, yes. No sé uh,
1: no sé uh, yeah, oh, like, I don't know which number you want to use. You can't
0: Spanish. <laughs> mm. You go, go off.
1: You're <laughs> so, gonna... in California and you don't speak Spanish? No. <laughs> Come on. And...
0: <laughs> and I'm going to Spain for a month, so I'm, I'm about to struggle.
1: <laughs> oh, uh, sna- Yo, Spain is. Well, we'll worry about that. Man. Yeah, we'll say that later. But anyway, <laughs>
0: continue. <laughs> His is Sundival. So yes. I love him. But, uh, His art is dope. Yeah
1: yeah dude is tight and he's out he's an artist out in colombia and he he's like one of our forefathers Mm -hmm. in like black anime street art like even the aesthetic wave like he's one of the Mm -hmm. people that like pioneered on that front he has an interview with complex magazine like dude is out here what yeah i didn't even know that
0: i'm gonna go look that up
1: yeah he's amazing and he blessed me with one of his designs and um that design launched when I took a trip to Guatemala, and mm. so I came back, and mm. there was just numbers that I had never seen before on the website. It's like, oh, wow, cool. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, it, it was insane. We got that was the shirt mm. that we got to send to your favorite senpai, mm. who I later met. Just like, and that was like the start of me being able to become a physical part of the cosplay community mm. and the blurred community mm. across the country, which was so dope to.
0: C. That's awesome.
1: Um, Yeah, it was wild. And then the mm-hmm. South Jokuno collab was huge as well. That's when we started mm-hmm. dipping into having the black anime characters on the website. So, like, yes. we had Bakugo, we had uh Deku, we mm-hmm. had Uraraka, we had um uh, Todoroki. Mm-hmm. The XXX Todoroki mm-hmm. was his idea. Uh, yeah, I completely
0: forgot about it. <laughs> yeah, that was a <laughs> dope concept. It came out after the Bakugo one, so I was like, when I was looking back on the site, I was like, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> who came Who came up with this? Like, that's just a dope collaboration. Um, yeah. just a dope thought to have. Yeah,
1: and that's why I'm so glad that I'm not the only artist because I wouldn't think about that ever in a million years.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But luckily, we have dope, creative people that do these things for us.
0: Yeah, and I think it's dope that you um, like you're an artist, but you also decided to reach out to other artists in order to make your company so that was it was not just your merch it's like other people's mm-hmm. ideas as well i feel like that's a really <laughs> cool idea that a lot of people don't think of and mm-hmm. it's like really unique and i think that's what's like you're helping your company so much like grow so much because it's such an interesting dynamic
1: i uh, thank you yo the parable i most believe in is a rising tide list, all folks like if you make something that a bunch of people can hop onto and those people can lift it up more. Then it's just going to keep getting better. And the only thing that can really take it down is there being a whole bunch of leaks in the boat.
0: So as long as as, as long, long as your boat, boat ain't boat leaky, soon, good. As long as you got some duct tape, you' gonna be alright. Awesome. So I said artists, So you said you work a lot with cosplayers as well. So who are some of the some of your favorite cosplayers or some of the people you've met? Um, that you were, like, super excited to collaborate and work with.
1: Yeah, uh, the craziest thing about cosplayers is that I don't know I meet them until they tell me who they are because they're so good.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You're like, oh, you're a cosplayer. Oh, I know you.
1: (laughs) Yeah, because much love to um Brianda at Quirktastic Mm -hmm. she invited me to be a part of QuirkCon like the first QuirkCon um Mm -hmm. in like November of last year yeah and so I was gearing up just ready to go to QuirkCon I bought a mountain of t-shirts and mad posters I was ready so I went to QuirkCon and I was sitting there with my table and to my left was an amazing cosplayer I'd never met before and to my right were a whole bunch of amazing artists and I was just scared because I was like I think I had just turned eighteen at the time. Oh my so gosh. I was like shivering. It's like it's just mad people all over the place and I never saw anything before. Yeah. And Izzy Cycle was across from me. And she was like, Oh snap I was like,
0: I don't know who you are. I'm like, who are but you? What's good? <laughs> That's how it is when you meet people in real life from online though. It's just like, Oh, who are you? What's your name? You're like, Oh, my name is and then you're like, Oh, my Instagram name is this and you're like, Oh, the homie <laughs> I know and, you
1: <laughs> exactly and it's the weirdest it's even weirder cause like in order to get all these people my things I legit would go through like the cosplay channels and DM every cosplayer like stuff. I'm I'm 18 years old I got this website can I send you something and mm-hmm. I would do like 50 people a day mm-hmm. so my DM was just flooded with mad cos to the point that mentally I didn't remember any of them cause in my head I was just trying to get as yeah. many as possible to try to like send them stuff and build. Yeah. And so when she said, Yeah, you try to send me a free t shirt it's like, I don't remember that at all, but here <laughs> you go.
0: Oh, <laughs> <Aww>, that's great. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> and like I got to meet Disney Cycle. Uh mm-hmm. when I went to MomoCon, I got to meet Ninja Senpai. Um got mm-hmm. to meet Jada the doll. I got to meet um your favorite Senpai. Got to meet um just mad, mad people like Mm-hmm. More people than I can even count um, at blurton mm-hmm. So many people, Unicorn in the kitchen, freaking um, just good. A lot of people, a whole lot of people. I think Dolly Rama was mm-hmm. somewhere. Just like yeah, a lot of people from just I met Kiara players, please like three times. Awesome. Like, yeah, just it was it was a mind blowing experience. Yeah. Anytime I meet these people in real life, it's still like my mind just explodes a little
0: bit. Yeah, it's so interesting. 'Cause um same, like I went to I'm I'm a really shy person. I don't get out a lot. So now I'm trying to push myself to go out more. Yeah. And I went to um the Adorned by Chi event that was in LA and i and there was like a bunch of just black cosplayers and people in the community that I met and I was this free I was freaking out, because yeah. I have social anxiety, so I was stressed, I was like, I want to go say hi to everyone, but I can't breathe right now, I have to go, <laughs> no, it's so much. I'm glad much. you pushed through it, and I'm
1: glad, because I've be seeing you in all these
0: pictures, like, yeah. oh, I know that person. <laughs> I'm starting to, and then I have some friends that, like, introduced me to other people, so I'm, like, starting to, like, learn and do more stuff, but it's great, it's just awesome to, like, experience things and go out, talk to people, and you said you travel a lot, too, right?
1: Yeah, up until the end of this year, I had free Amtrak because of my dad's job. Like, they underpay mm-hmm. him and give me free tickets so it works
0: out. <laughs> it's like, oh, dad, sorry for your makeup, but I get a free ticket to go <laughs> wherever <Yes>. I
1: want. <laughs> it's so legit. I was an actor for a long time, and so I'd go up and down to New York. Then I realized, well, if I can go to New York for free, why can't I go to D.C.? If I can go to D.C., why can't I go to Atlanta? And so True. for, like, the entire three years, I was just running around across the country, meeting up with different artists and martial artists and stunt people and actors mm-hmm. and doing a whole bunch of projects and stuff. I was lucky enough. I live in Philly. Like, my home base is in Philly. Mm-hmm. And Jackie from by she came to Philly because mm-hmm. Amalgam is in Philly. Amalgam is this amazing comic shop we have. That's the only black woman on comic book shop on the entire mm-hmm. East Coast.
0: Wow, that's awesome. What is it called?
1: Yeah. It's called Amalgam Comics and Coffee.
0: Amalgam? Awesome. I'm going to yeah. look that up.
1: It's if, if anybody goes to Philly, it's like mecca. It's mm-hmm. amazing. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, she came by there. And like, I would not exist if it was not for Jackie. Because I saw the way that she ran her website. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, so this is how this is supposed to be done.
0: <laughs> <laughs> She's like your senpai. Your, exactly. Your merch, your anime merch senpai. <laughs>
1: I am the spawn. <laughs> and it's Nigerian? I think she's Nigerian. Yeah. I am the spawn of this African blur mm-hmm. that likes doing things that are related to... as the dopest thing mm-hmm. in the
0: world. And she's also a designer, and she's, um, she collabed with artists, too, before, right? Yeah. So, that's awesome. Just, like, yeah. the spread down of knowledge. Like, when people start doing stuff, and it gets spread down to other people. And then you come up with new ideas. They'll see, like, off of whatever she made... You came up with your own idea of how to run your own website.
1: Absolutely. We build on the foundations that's laid before us. And mm-hmm. I'm sure there was somebody before her that she mm-hmm. saw the way they operated. She was like, where did we get like that person? And now there's going to be somebody after me. Mm-hmm. And they're going to be freaking insane. Mm-hmm. And Charlotte, you know the Charlotte the God?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Charlemagne the guy says you can either be move, uh, move with the wave or you can be crushed by it. So what a lot of people do, especially people that are in established positions, they'll try really hard to hold on to their spot, mm-hmm. not realizing that eventually they'll get knocked off because they didn't help people come up. But when you help people come up, then your goal is to get people that are higher than you because when you pull them up, they remember that and now they want to pull you up. Mm-hmm. Or you're in the granddad position and you're benefiting from their success without them even realizing
0: Dropping knowledge. <laughs> so wise. <laughs>
1: I'm not. I just stealing gems from people.
0: <laughs> That's still wisdom. Learning how to steal, steal knowledge from people is wisdom.
1: Yeah, Charlotte man says a smart man learns from his own mistakes, and wise man learns the mistakes of others. So, I'm trying to apply that in the reverse, we learn from the successes of the people that I look up to.
0: True. So, in the future, who do you hope to work with that you haven't worked with before? Or what do you hope? Yeah. Or what do you hope to do soon? Um, that you're gonna like? What experimental things are you trying to do soon? Oh, okay. That you can release. To- <laughs> if it's a secret, <laughs> keep it secret. But
1: <laughs> uh, no, ain't not, not, not a secret out here. <laughs> yeah, no, anybody ain't got, ain't got time for that? Number one <laughs> is the goal is to get access to these. Well, one the goal is to get access to um, 3D sublimation products. In English, mm-hmm. that's like things where the entire hoodie. Mm-hmm. is a design or the entire jacket is a designer the entire shirt is a design because right now mm-hmm. what they do on a lot of quote-unquote print-on-demand websites is they'll give you a small square to work in with yeah. If you want to work outside that square they charge you a stupid amount of money which means i got to charge well they charge me a stupid amount of money which means i got to charge you a stupid amount of money yeah. but instead when you have sublimation you make something and that's the entire design you have access to the entire t-shirt so that's number one hmm. number two is I would like to start doing more things with embroidery, more high end stuff. One of the things that I really, 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 really want to do you know who Nicholas Draparavi is?
0: No, who's that?
1: Nicholas Draparavi is an artist who made this comic or he drew this comic called Exogenesis mm-hmm. for Noir Caesar. is like our oh, Marvel Nor-R-Cesar.
0: comics. Yeah.
1: Um yeah, and Nicholas is like a master of like um inks and shadows and he just got into animation. And he's been doing a whole bunch of crazy he drew the Black Panther soundtrack cover. Like
0: he's oh, out Oh dope
1: and he's also a model and he has ideas for designs that look really cool Mm and so one of my ultimate goals is to ascend to a position not only in terms of idea not only in terms of like monetarily but also reputation-wise and resource-wise that I can come to him and I can be like hey let's do a collection of stuff that you design and we go and make it Mm -hmm. but can't do that yet because we don't have enough repetition yet. So like when the 10,000 follower mark hits, when the 50,000 follower mark hits, there will be more access for stuff that we can do because then we'll know that there's a whole bunch of people that's going to support it. But for now, um, it's experimental stuff. It's stuff that is more premium. So there's things like the uh, the denim jacket, the HTV on denim jacket I was talking about. Yeah. Basically, you take a design. You know that little, it's not a square. It's like an old shield on the back of the jacket. Yeah. Yeah. It would be taking that and putting an image inside of that. So, like, for me, I have a jacket that I pattern after uh, that's inspired by Huey. And so it's, like, a green denim jacket, like, with Huey's green shirt. And there's, like, a red star on it because he has, like, a jacket with a red star on it. Mm -hmm. Then on the back of it, I want to just put a big picture of Huey's face. But I don't technically know how to do that yet. And so that's going to be my experiment on trying that on. If I can do that, then I can do that on pants because pants are also made out of denim. And I can do that on shoes because shoes are made out of canvas and that opens our ability to create things tremendously but that's in the experimental phase in terms of stuff we can do right now Mm -hmm. there's stuff like um, dust masks there's stuff like kimonos there's stuff like um, mansukes those are like Japanese robes and it's um, tertiary goal I guess Mm -hmm. is um, taking the really cool hoodies that they be having on certain unnamed websites that have really cheap clothes and horrible shipping time Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) no names
1: no names (laughs) no names (laughs) but the goal is to take these really cool hoodies and these really cool jackets and shirts Uh, Silhouettes that they have, buy those at a low price, customize them ourselves, and then release it to the public that way, instead Mm -hmm. of getting some basic behind gilded hoodie or some stupid champion hoodie that literally every human can get for $30 at the mall, Mm -hmm. you can instead get this design that has a really cool zipper that goes to the side, or a double zipper, or, like, different ways to put it together and, like, arrange it, so that that way you'll have something completely original, Mm -hmm. as opposed to a simple t-shirt or a simple hoodie or a simple long sleeve.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's dope concept. Because, yeah, like I've seen in other, other people with merch, like they do screen printing and things on, but it's just on regular clothing, you know, but having your own unique clothing, that would be a really cool concept to have.
1: Facts. The goal is to stay ahead of the competition. If we can do that, there is no competition.
0: True. I feel like you're such like a business person which is great. I,
1: didn't have, yeah, I thank you. I didn't have a choice.
0: <laughs> yeah, you kind of, were like, pushed into it when you started. Did, did you do it when you started up, or were you always, like, business-minded?
1: Um, When I was very young, there was a thing called a Nook. A Nook is, like, this mm-hmm. e-reader, this, like, e-reader that Barnes & Noble had. It's like a predecessor yeah. to a tablet. Yeah, I know.
0: So I
1: asked mm-hmm. my... Mm-hmm. I had one. <laughs> hey, I lost mine.
0: Oh, uh, yeah, mine broke probably, but oh
1: damn if he has every piece of technology if I don't have it now nobody knows what happens it's in the twilight zone <laughs>
0: it's, it's in the it's in the ether <laughs> it's, it's
1: just it, it's like Lucy it just disappeared yes <laughs> but, um, but yeah and so I wanted this nook really bad and so I went to my parents and I was like hey Parents, you gave me game fly. You gave all me, you gave me all these stupid things from commercials that I didn't need, like the stupid putty that would dry after a while, mm-hmm. or the stickers that or the uh, the crayons that you would twist and they would have two different I was like, You gave me all these stupid things. Can I please have a nook? And they're like, You can get one, but you gotta like mow the lawn for four months straight. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay, bet. And so I mowed the lawn for four months straight, and that taught me the importance of like Working not only for what I want, but working because if you don't work, there's going to be negative repercussions. Because, like, we grew up in Georgia, so if you did not cut that grass, (laughs) there was going to be all types.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so, yeah, from a young age, then you started. So, you had to do all that in order to get you. you, Did you get your nook? (laughs) Were you able to get it?
1: Eventually. (laughs) Eventually. Yeah, I got the nook after six months, and then... I realized that books weren't free, and so I then had mm-hmm. to work for books. And then I realized that, like, I might as well just keep working because then I always have the bread to get stuff that I wanted to get. And then, and you mm-hmm. ever see the, the, the fundraiser episode of Boondocks?
0: Um, if I did, it was a long time ago because when I watched Boondocks, it was a long time ago when I was young, so all the stuff I watched yeah. went over my head, so I need to rewatch it. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. So explain um, it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's
1: okay. You're probably, like, only, like, four years older than me, so, like, it it wouldn't have mattered. Well, by the way yeah,
0: I watched it on YouTube. I didn't watch it when it was on TV. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. okay. So yeah, I needed. To... Yeah, I missed it. <laughs> I missed I <laughs> saw it, but I didn't know, so I kind of missed it. But yeah,
1: continue. Uh, it's okay. <laughs> um, yeah. There's an episode of The Boondocks where Riley basically, uh, he's told to do fundraising for his school, like where they make you sell chocolates and stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. So he starts selling chocolate for the school, and then he realizes why am I taking the money of people then giving it to this school so I can get this stupid prize when I can just fundraise and keep the money. And so I had the exact same revelation in sixth grade, never having watched an episode of the Boondocks before. And so I started buying candy and selling candy at school. And it got smoked. We're making like 300 a month, had a whole team of people running around making candy, had people like getting beat up because they brought money to school. I got into my first fights (laughs) because we used to make so much bread in sixth grade. But it taught me that like, If you have a product that somebody wants, you can get it to people. So the next step was figuring out how to do that with art. But first, I had to get good at art. So I took from seventh grade to like 11th grade to get good enough where people want commissions. That's when I started Instagram and started like building the audience from there. Um, And learned not only anime style, but comic style, like naturalistic style, and figured out like watercolor painting, oil painting, and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, And so. That understanding of not only how to deal with customers, but how to relate to customers and get stuff that people want, but also build community because you can be the dopest artist in the world, but like if you a trash human being, ain't nobody going to buy your stuff. True. <laughs> Facts. <laughs>
0: yeah. You gotta be. Whereas like cool.
1: yeah, yeah, whereas like if you got candy, people want to put up with you so they can get their chocolate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah,
0: I know Until those kids. Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. the kids in my school who sold candy—they make so much money. I was so mad because my parents are like, "No, you can't be so. You're not supposed to do that it. against the rules." And everybody at school has like six hundred dollars in their pocket. Like what? <laughs> and awesome. out there
1: trapping chocolate. Yeah,
0: what the heck? <laughs> but that was dope. that's genius ideas. Future business hey, people like you, of course. <laughs> I'm
1: not, it's, it's, it's cool. I mean, you do what you got to do to get what you get. <laughs> the whole. Chocolate saga taught me not to waste money cuz even though I made a lot I didn't save any of it Amazon was <laughs> lit in middle school
0: <laughs> Got Amazon got games got That's
1: that, what <laughs> all the 2Ks every WWE game they had made since 2008 was in my possession Oh my
0: gosh
1: <laughs> <laughs> Would go to the mall and just yeah it was that was that was the ball out it was why now I don't spend any money cuz like yeah. I did that in middle school
0: Mm. Mm-hmm. You're like I learned.
1: <laughs> I ain't got nothing in college.
0: <laughs> I know it's like, ooh, when you get to college then you just broke. <laughs> yep.
1: Reverted right back to normal.
0: Yes. <laughs> well, awesome. Um, on a personal level, what do you like to do in your free time?
1: I mean, traveling is number one so like I've been lucky mm-hmm. enough to um, have life happen where like I've been able to visit Guatemala and Spain and the Bahamas and like Dope. go throughout the country My, the most slept on place in all of
0: America mm-hmm. where do you think the most slept on place in all of America is? in all of America? yeah damn I don't know is it somewhere in the middle of the country?
1: It, it, or yeah, is it eastern? yes but I'm talking about for
0: you oh for me? um well, I haven't been in, the, like, in the Midwest or any... Or I've been in the Midwest, but not, like, the East or anywhere near there. So I feel like mm-hmm. somewhere in there, but, bef- like, not quite all the way to where New York and Virginia and DC are, but, like, mm-hmm. more in the middle. Yeah. One of those states. <laughs> Probably has some hidden gems that we don't know about because no one wants to go over there because it's cold.
1: <laughs> and there's rattlesnakes and stuff out
0: there. Yeah. Like, 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 and tornadoes and stuff. Yes. Yeah,
1: not a very nice... I mean some well there's like plains and mountains and stuff but where mm-hmm. there's mountains there's snow yeah so like for, it, for me it was like arizona arizona is the most it's the dopest place that i've been thus
0: far. oh dope i've been yeah i've been to arizona a few times and i love the desert so that's mm-hmm. why for me i love the desert and that's why i like arizona it's yeah, it has it's such a beautiful. dope but yeah, yeah the scenery is just, still pretty. <laughs>
1: Yeah, we just go through the highway, and the mountains have colors. Mm-hmm. It's like every mountain is a different color.
0: Yeah, and they all look different, and they have different shapes and stuff. It's crazy.
1: Yeah, it's the dopest thing in the world. Like, Arizona is like, I want to retire to Arizona. <laughs>
0: Dope. Yeah. yeah, it's a good place.
1: But yeah, it's amazing. But um, on a personal level, uh, traveling is number one, just because I like seeing stuff. Went to DC for the first time this year, oh. and the buildings are just—it's like being an Assassin's Creed character. Like I want to climb everything, but I know I'll get shot if I.
0: Do. Oh yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, you can't be climbing the Washington Monument like Spider-Man. <laughs> um, you will get shot.
1: <laughs> unfortunately, this is accurate. Trump will take absolutely no qualms. Yes.
0: You're like, oh what? it's <laughs> like, oh
1: pre-target Yes. Like
0: um, so I can actually shoot <laughs> somebody. Okay. I'm gonna do it.
1: Yeah, I got an excuse this time. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh um, but yeah, uh, besides besides traveling, there's martial arts. I've been lucky I've been able to train mm-hmm. since I was like three. I've trained in probably like twenty to thirty different martial arts. and been able to experience
0: mm-hmm. different
1: forms and styles and masters and people in community all over the country. We went to a bat cave that's just hidden in Baltimore. Like got mm-hmm. invited to this uh, to this event. Um, where they had like a bunch of martial artists grouped together, mm-hmm. and we went into this. We went into like the trap, like the the gutter in Baltimore. Wow. And we went up into this amazing, um, this amazing building that was just built. It's like a community center. So like the front, just the regular community center. It's like tables of free food and stuff. Go mm-hmm. to the bottom. They got like bikes and paintball guns. We're like oh. This is interesting. Then we get to the top floor, and it's a whole dojo. There's swords, bow staffs, yes. shields all over the place. Like Great. a
0: freaking uh, like you're in Batman. Yes. Did Batman <laughs> live there? <laughs> Who has a thing like that? There's
1: a dude named Munir. He's a dude that runs this organization that basically um, keeps young men out of trouble in Baltimore. He also oh. has core construction, which he's doing a lot of the renovation. In the city and helping to build up the city after things like Michael Brown and other things happened in the city. Yeah. And so it's really dope to watch, and it was really really cool opportunity to be him and see like how humble of a dude he is, and watch how he makes his moves and stuff.
0: Yeah, that's dope. And speaking of martial arts, I remember you posted a video like a while ago, and it was you and some some other guys, and I think you guys were in an airport, and I think it was for a con, and you guys were like <laughs> doing like. You're just doing like moves, and it was. I don't even know how to describe it, <laughs> but it was the cool. Like, when I saw that, I watched it like four or five times. It was the coolest thing Whoa. I saw like ever. I was like, What?
1: You <laughs> just yeah, like, thank you. Yo, that's the uh, that's the KSS, that's the squad. There's there's two black ninja clans right now, yeah. exists. And like, there's the Mamoku clan, mm-hmm. who is like a consortium of ninjas from all around the world, we got people in Africa in Asia and France and here in South America doing a bunch of cra- tightness. So that's oh. the Moku clan. And then there's the Coral Shinobi squad, which is, like, mainly located in North Carolina, but, like, I'm in it. There's a dude in Colorado that's in it. And so we'll meet up at conventions, and we'll shoot these videos. So, like, the thing you saw that looked like it was in an airport, mm-hmm. that was at MomoCon. We went to oh. MomoCon the last day. Usually we'll, like, if we go to a con, we go on the last day, and, like, we'll just do a video. And we'll use that video to, like, promote merchandise, and we'll do it to, like, get our skills up learn how to choreograph things, learn how to shoot better. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a fun experience, luckily, like, nunchucks are not that difficult of a weapon to use anymore. Yeah. Um. And so I was able to, like, test my proficiency with that, where, like, I was wearing the mask and stuff. Because I didn't want anybody to know who I was at the time, yeah. just working on building the website. But um, yeah, and it's gotten to the point now where, like, we're being invited to cons, uh, mm-hmm. we're being able to have these different seminars, hoping to, like, host panels and stuff. Um. But yeah, it's it's fun. It's, and again, they all like anime too.
0: Yeah. That's so dope. There's black ninjas. Like, I'm (laughs) learning so many things today. (laughs) We got black ninja squads. There's freaking Arizona Slept On. (laughs) There's wisdom that you're dropping um, and all that. Um, I'm out of questions. (laughs) So, is there anything that you want to say? Anything about anime or just, like, art that you want to talk about that you love?
1: yeah um our community has grown to a point where we do not have to be relying on japan anymore there's a lot of really cool projects that are in development by our community by some of us that we actually know yeah if i agree we support those products or preserve, uh if we support those projects then there will be more projects like it and oh no they'll be funded so whatever. That takes a lot of
0: keys from anime. You look at
1: the DC universe, the animated DC universe. That takes a lot of keys from. Anime. Look at Powerpuff Girls. I know. That takes so.
0: It's legit a magical girl show. Yes, Powerpuff Girls, Avatar, Last Airbender, freaking. There's so many. There's so many now, and they just keep growing. And now we have things like Cannon Busters, Castlevania, um, all American-made, like productions.
1: Yeah. Have you seen Six Monos
0: yet? Yeah, and Six Mano's I just watched Six Monos like last month. And I was like, this is so dope. It's (laughs) an anime set in Mexico. What? (laughs) Never heard of that (laughs) before.
1: It was so tight. It was,
0: yeah, it was crazy. (laughs) Just, like, all the violence and stuff. I was gonna say, I feel like American animation is a little bit more violent, but that's not true. There's a lot of... (laughs) There are a lot of very violent anime. Like, Japanese-made anime. So it's just... This is true. So, yeah. I think it's just, like creating more and more and more like american-made or like westernized uh anime that's Mm -hmm. gonna like give us as much range and volume as they have in anime in japan and places like that
1: exactly it's looking like the alternative to the uh you know the difference between like uh frame by frame animation and um uh flash animation uh no don't frame by frame think. animation is legit. They draw every frame individually. Yeah. Flash animation is like there's a puppet and they move the puppet. Puppet on a thing called a rig.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Yeah. So if you look at like Teen Titans Go, Teen mm-hmm. Titans Go is like an example of like flash animation where you have one character model, which is why usually mm-hmm. they don't like have different camera changes and stuff because all they it have just... is that one puppet. Oh, okay. Yeah, and um, what you what it seems like. When we are in the west and we do get frame by frame animation. It's like that anime style more adult cartoon type of mm-hmm. thing.
0: Yeah, cuz they need all the action scenes and the slicing and the fighting and the <laughs> but not just that, but also just like the mo- the movement is so much more intricate probably with the frame by frame animation.
1: Exactly. But I'm thinking that some shows might be combining the two anime styles. It's like I started watching
0: Steven Universe last month. Maybe uh, two Steven Universe, ago. that's my favorite. It's <laughs> my favorite, probably American cartoon show. Can
1: <laughs> I ask you a question about Steven Universe? hmm. Is it worth watching to completion?
0: Yes. It's not over yet. There's one more season. <laughs> oh. It's they coming out. There, it's coming out next week, actually. Though that last season's going to air next week, I think.
1: Oh, so is it going to be like all at one time? Or is it going
0: to be like episode by episode? It's episode by episode, I think. Hmm. They usually spread it out that way.
1: Okay, and like getting it, up, so I'm not too late to get into the lore and all that. So oh, I know. Binge the entire thing.
0: Yeah, you could easily binge oh. all of it and like get into it because it just you don't even like they have a movie, but you probably don't have to watch the movie to understand the next season. But it hmm. probably would help. <laughs> okay. we shall see if you're into it I know that everyone's into it but I think it's a really good like solid it doesn't even deserve to be called a cartoon maybe at the beginning but Mm. like the the messages it has should be it feels like an anime and it takes a lot of inspiration from anime as well like Mm. the creator Rebecca Sugar she also references anime and she grew up watching anime and she uses it for the yeah,
1: show. the people that are between your generation—I don't know how old Rebecca Sugar is—but the people I between, know. I guess, your generation, and I'm assuming Rebecca sugar's like in her early 30s, maybe. I feel not like, like
0: mid 30s. Yeah, I think so.
1: Yeah, this is a generation of creators that were influenced by anime, so you're seeing that in Western media. Yeah. And so now that line is getting—it's really
0: coming weird. back. Yeah. So now that people, so now that people watch anime, it's they're creating their own stuff now, and it's coming, it's like, oh, okay, I see the inspiration from stuff.
1: Max, what would you like to see in
0: the future? Um, I'd like to see just more variety. Like, I love, like, what we have now with, like, the types of shows and things that we have, but, um, like, I want to see the Dormachie make their manga into an anime, because I want to see Black Magical Girls, (laughs) and I want to see, like, Just random stuff. Just the things that they have in Japan, I I wanna see that mixed into whatever ideas that people have over here as well. Or like, they don't even have to mix it in. It could be just totally unique um, or it could just be inspired by it. But like, I just wanna see more in animation content with people of color and just like a variety of things from like romance to like action and violence and crazy stuff, it can be like totally ridiculous like Devilman Crybaby and all those stuff and all that stuff so just want to see lots of diversity
1: <laughs> if you were given like a five million dollar budget mm-hmm. to produce That's a lot a project uh-huh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that was a lot five, of money
1: with five million dollars uh huh no not Beyonce you might be able to get Ari Linux to make an original you might be able to get Ari Linux to do your opening yeah and not lose your whole budget true that's why I said because you get to control everything with five mil yeah so with five million if you was and let's say the powers that let's say freaking Diddy instead of buying another house let's say he comes to you (laughs) (laughs) and he gives you five million Mm -hmm. to produce an anime what would you produce
0: dang (laughs) <laughs> well, I mean, I have my own, like, thing. Well, <laughs> I'm I'm bad. But I have my own story kind of going on that I haven't completed yet. I've talked about it yeah. on the show before. And uh-huh. I, I've uh, recorded the first chapter of it. So I would want to make that. Mm-hmm. But I'd also feel hella pressured because I got to finish it. So hey. <laughs> if I can make my story, though, that would be, that be awesome. Yeah. yeah. But also, I wouldn't want the thing is I wouldn't just want to make my own story I also want to make other people's story but like you said like just make your own stuff and also build like bring people in so if I could somehow do both that That's, would be great the, creator,
1: <laughs> the success that mm-hmm. yeah oh yeah the best thing about being a successful creator is that you can bring other people in that success then it's legit like the right entire Saw books thing like um mm-hmm. uh, what is it uh Pixar Pixar was like Brought to life because of Toy Story. If they never made Toy Story, they could have never made uh, um, The Incredibles. Yeah. If they didn't make The Incredibles, they couldn't have made Cars, even yeah. though I hate Cars. But <laughs>
0: made Finding Nemo, all those. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you lose me? <laughs>
1: and so, like, yeah, yeah. Your success as a creative and a creative's uh, success individually allows them to reach back to other creators, either enlist them in making a doper project for themselves and mm-hmm. just hiring other creatives or allowing other creatives to take the reins and make their own projects they want to make. That's what Pixar did. That's how Pixar got so big. You wouldn't have Nemo if you didn't have Toy Story.
0: Mm-hmm. Nemo is one of the
1: greatest movies of all
0: time. Nemo is so good. <laughs> Find Nemo, guys. It's great. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. Okay, so I feel like we talked about a lot. I'm going have, to have one more random funny question for you. That's just oh, totally Lord. off the grid. If you could be okay. transported to any animated world, it could be anime or cartoon or even games. Where would where would it be?
1: Good. God. that's <laughs> Wow. Um. Okay. Let's. Because okay. the thing, a lot of people get asked this question, maybe <laughs> assuming that their life is going to be exactly how they pictured it in this world. Yeah. Like,
0: isekai has taught me one. Yes. Yeah, so I'm like, is- uh, think of an Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, alright, let's see. Let's do, um, fairy tale. Because in fairy tale, you control the meth. All you gotta do to learn magic is train. In mm-hmm. Dragon Ball Z, you need a certain level of key proficiency in mm-hmm. order to, like, do craziness, like, fly. Well, I guess you can fly. But I'm just gonna be out here flying and blowing things up all the time. Yeah. And, like, so yeah, you know, fairy tale. Fairy tale is cool.
0: Dope. Learn magic, kick butt. Thanks. Eat a bunch of food. Eat a bunch of food. <laughs> Live your best life. Awesome. Thanks. Okay, well, thank you, Lee. This was a great interview. <laughs> Very random and thank awesome. You for having me, y'all. Much love. Yes, all the great things you dropped are great um, wisdom, all that. So tell the people where they could find you, find your website, all that. Oh,
1: snap. Okay, cool. <laughs> people, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm Lee Juasso. You can find me as an artist at L-E-E underscore J-U-A-S-O. You want to find the website, Instagram where we, like, feature a lot of cosplayers and animators and artists from our culture. That would be dot J-U-A-S-O dot G-R-A-P-H-I-C-S Juasso um, graphics on Instagram. And you want to get some cool anime streetwear type stuff that you can't get anywhere else, especially after the end of this month where we restart everything and ship stuff have a whole bunch of different collabs coming up. You can go to juassographics.com J-U-A-S-O G-R-A-P-H-I-C-S dot com and you'll have that. In the future we hope to be pop podcasting featuring sponsoring there we go sponsoring this amazing podcast this craziness happens by the end of the year I'm sending home girl a check for 200 bucks to go get her a microphone. So we're gonna see we're gonna see if it happens if it happens on Kami on Kami I got you I got you
0: <laughs> we gonna pray. We gonna pray. What was the, what was the Naruto? Do you see the? We gonna pray, and we gotta do the work. <laughs> so awesome! It was so awesome to have you. Thank you so much.
1: Hey, it's no problem, you Anytime.
0: Okay, guys, and I'll see you next week. Bye.